0: Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM presents Your History Lesson with a Twist. Your hosts Sarah and Chandler tell the unique story of Hillsdale College through little-known facts. On wait, what happened? Hey, Chandler. Hey, Sarah. Oh, and we need to come up with a better intro for the show, but my mind is drawing a blank right now. So, I this will works. I will I will continue <laughs> with the story. <laughs> intro forthcoming. Exactly. <laughs> Picture this, Chandler. Okay. The old Field House, which is where Beerman is now, okay, I'm absolutely it. packed with mm. dancing couples, eight hundred people. Wow! Flowers fill the room, wrapped into the lattice siding. The music of Duke Ellington weaves a spell the attendees will never forget. This was Hillsdale College's 1949 J-hop, mm. otherwise known as the Junior Hop, a huge
1: social event, probably comparable to what we call President's Ball now. Oh, okay. So dancing at Hillsdale was forbidden for quite some time. It was thought to be an immoral pastime, Mm. and girls were only allowed to have dancing-related events if they asked for permission first. Off-campus parties, you had to ask for written permission from parents or guardians. Uh, the men, of course, did not have to ask for permission, just the girls. I found that very odd, but
0: mm-hmm. kind of hilarious. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> Vivian Moore says that things started to kind of loosen up after World War One, and dancing began to be more acceptable. This led to the first ever J-Hop in 1920. Mm. It quickly became the social event of the year in the beginning from what i gather the the records are kind of spotty mm-hmm. it was only for students of the junior class they completely planned it all. The tickets were limited to the event because of space issues, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I think it expanded as time went on to allow for more people as larger larger
1: dancing spaces became available. Okay. Well, like you said, it's a little hard to find too many details on this, but it looks like this event was discontinued after World War II, but then resumed a few years later. It stuck around for a while after this, actually until the 70s, but then disappeared. As for entertainment at these these events, the planners spared no
0: expense. Wow. Yeah, well, actually, they were very well organized each time. It's pretty impressive. Hmm. According to Arlen Gilbert, the J-Hop coordinators used the Great Depression to their advantage in obtaining top-notch ensembles to perform for the annual dances.
1: Oh, interesting. What kind of ensembles
0: did you have in mind? Well, they had Sammy Kay, who in his orchestra, so a lot of these are like the big crooners and big bands uh of that that era, and Mm -hmm. there's some amazing um, performers. So Sammy Kay, Mm -hmm. in 1936, they had a young Perry Como um, when he was performing with a band called The Headliners in 1937. Um, they had Percy Granger, who's a fantastic pianist or, mm. or was a fantastic pianist mm-hmm. and composer in 1941. Actually, he, play, he played that concert that that event, and then he went to the SAI house to play on their piano. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then Duke Ellington in 1949. Wow. Right. So, and a lot of other celebrities, but those are kind of the bigger names. Um, and then for one year, they always had a J Hop Queen. Mm-hmm. Ed Sullivan chose the J-Hop Queen one year. Oh, that's so cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Big bands were the group to get for many years, but the last of this type played in 1962. There's mentions of a 70s J-Hop band that had rock music played at it. How times change. Mm.
0: (laughs) One of my favorite quotes was from March 9th, 1949, Khaledan. Be there, Have your friends there. See that no girl or boy on campus goes dateless on April 1st, 1949, D-Day at Hillsdale College. (laughs) That's so great. I know. So great. Well, that's all I have. So thank you, Chandler. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you to our listeners. You've been listening to Wait, What Happened on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.